in the horror genre. I'm your host, Nicole, and it's time to share another dark tale. is a special episode for two reasons. One, it's Women in Horror Month, which is always a big deal to me because I'm a woman in horror, obviously. (laughs) The other reason it's special is because I have a guest today for the first time. Natalie is a fellow horror nerd and just all around cool person. Uh, We first met her and her husband, AJ, less than a year ago, and we all just hit it off right away. Natalie and I both love horror. We're both Christian. We both love classic art. I mean, she has a freaking Bosch tattoo. If you don't know who Bosch is, give it a Google. He was a painter back in the day that painted these weird but beautiful like hellscapes and just really weird, challenging things. Anyway, when I met her, I was just like, this person is my soulmate. And we've been hanging out pretty consistently since then. And so when I decided to have a guest for Win in Horror Month, I just knew that it had to be Natalie. So thank you, Natalie, for coming on my podcast. And uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, people. So um, this is a really exciting day because I have a guest for the very first time on the podcast. Say hi, Natalie. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here together um, at an Airbnb in Dallas. We're here for the Bad Christian Conference, which is uh, one of my favorite podcasts. And it's how we met Natalie and her husband, AJ. It's true. Yep. So we're in this like this house. I don't know when you think this house is built in the 20s, 30s. Probably in the 20s. The wood is old. Yeah. It's like every every foot is like a squeak. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. No one could steal anything out of this house without anyone not knowing. No. (laughs) But it's really cute. And we're having a good time. It is. So, I mean, we're here today to talk about horror. Before we get into specifically women in horror, though, I want to know just a little bit about your general horror history. Let's do it. All right. When did you first get into horror? I... Great question. Um, (laughs) I was actually... My sister was four, so I was 10. Okay. Um, But I specifically remember... My dad used to have HBO, yeah. And so, it was at night... All the lights were off and I was watching HBO with my sister, my baby sister, who was at this time uh, six. Did your parents know this? No, no, no. Everyone was asleep. It was just me and her. I was 10 and she was six. That's what it was. Uh, Yeah, since she was six. And so we're watching. um, I'm flipping through and I see The Ring is on. And I was like, oh, man, like all the kids in my school have talked about it. It looks really cool. I want to watch it. My sister is terrified of movies like scary movies. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I really don't want to. And I was like, it's fine. (laughs) And so I played the ring and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And she was terrified by it. Noticeably. So like, it makes sense. Um, But she didn't like, she had a hard time being in the dark afterwards, being in the dark with a TV afterwards really freaked her out. But so that's how I remember. I mean, the traumatizing start. your like your friends and or your your younger siblings and cousins. It's a very like the best part, hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember that, and she was terrified to even walk up the stairs, and I was like, "It's fine." And the fact that it didn't phase me the way that I think it should have made me be like, man, this is fun. I really like this. I hope that there's more of this. And lo and behold, there's so much there's more so of much it. More. Okay, so that's perfect for the next question, which is what are your top three horror movies? 
Ooh, okay. It changes. Yes. Right? So, like, ooh, okay. So, right now, The Exorcist is always up there, Mm -hmm. I would say. Classic, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, The Exorcist, for sure. We saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre for Halloween again, and that's, like, making its way up always and always. So, right now, it's up there. That one's high, high on my list. Man, it's so, so, so good. Did you ever see the remake of it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. And so um I a confession, I actually saw the remake before, before you, the original. Me too. Isn't that crazy? Me too. Because yeah. it came out like when I was, you know, going to the movies and right, stuff. So I right. went to go see it in the movies and I was like, okay. And then I saw the original yeah. and I was like, not even close. <laughs> yeah. No. And then I really liked the thing. Oh, that's one of my favorites yeah. as well. I love the thing. Yeah. yeah. And I know I I know I just said three, but I know also that you really love Evil Dead. I <laughs> Every Evil Dead, I want to say except for Army of Darkness is on my list. And it's not that Army of Darkness is bad, but it's just not it's a very different vein. Right. It's, you know what I mean? I mean, it's so far from what you would normally wow. consider horror that so it's far. It's not. way more camp than yeah. it is horror, which is fine mm-hmm. again, but there's something special about like I also love body horror. Which is why I think like Evil Dead is so high up there. Yeah. And I was going to bring up, and we'll probably talk about it later, but the remake of The Evil Dead. I think it was from like 2011, 2012. Yeah, that's about right. <sighs> I love that movie. I actually thought that that was pretty good too, which I don't, I, I mean, I respect Evil Dead, but it's, it doesn't really have a special place in my heart. So yeah. I think I was a little more receptive to yeah. that remake, but I thought it was pretty good. I love it. Um, yeah. But AJ and I, we bonded over Evil Dead when we first started dating um, and we made it a... We had always been a dream for us for we had to make a trip to where we would find a way to get into the woods in a cabin alone, secluded oh. from everyone to watch the evil dead. Oh my God. And so our first like wedding anniversary, that's exactly what we did. And it was beautiful. That's awesome. <laughs> was, okay. We ended up going to um, like North Georgia, Blue Ridge area. Mm-hmm. And I found this guy. It wasn't like on anything popular, like, like, I don't know, like Zillow or Airbnb or anything like that. We found him on a website for like renting a cabin and I somehow thought it was a good idea, but he was a great, like he was, he left snacks for us and everything and it was really nice, but we definitely checked the house out before. Like when we first got there, we scoped yeah. the entire house to make sure there was nothing weird. Because <laughs> I was like, we are by ourselves. And it was a while before you got to a town, let wow. alone the next cabin. That's pretty awesome, though. It was beautiful. Yeah, I, that's, that's great. And the darkness in the mountains is a whole, it's a whole, it's an animal, essentially. Yeah. Because I, I had this experience, I was like, turn off every light in the cabin. And open the door. Oh my god! <laughs> and we turned off every single light. And we opened the door, and the like the darkness almost like bled through. Like you couldn't. It, there was nothing outside. Almost it felt like it was just black, and it was such a terrifying feeling. Wow. Okay, so let's move on to some female women in horror. Let's do yes. it. Okay, so. If you can even answer this, what is your favorite? Because we're focusing on directors today. Okay. So what is your favorite female directed horror movie? I don't know. Okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a list. Give me a list. (laughs) I'm going to give you a list of like honorable mentions that I wrote down. Love it. So let me know. Okay. Obviously there's American Psycho. Right. Pet Cemetery. Right. We've got uh, The Invitation. The Babadook. Near Dark. Got it. Yeah. Keep naming, but I, uh, I got you. Did I say the invitation already? Mm-hmm. I think it. Ravenous is the other one that I have on my honorable mention list. The Babadook. Babadook. The, ba- oh, the <laughs> Babadook. Yeah. Okay. The Babadook and American Psycho. I know, right? I, because like that's the thing is I 
I have a very, I am a true believer that the, the director has a, obviously has a big chunk to do with like how the movie pans out. Absolutely. Um, but the point of view that a director has, especially as a woman with a subject like horror is a whole nother ball game. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's dig into American Psycho because I do feel like, well, okay. Let me, let me talk about it for a little bit okay. and then I want to hear your thoughts. So to me, I think American Psycho was the first time I realized that like a woman could do horror. And I grew up with Pet Cemetery, and I think I knew it was directed by a woman, but I I mean, I was young. I didn't know that was significant. But when I saw American Psycho, I was in my early 20s. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) I learned, you know, directed by a woman. The screenplay was also written by a woman. That, right. And I was just like, what how how did she how? how did a woman do this i mean it's like i mean it blew my mind and also it made me feel like okay so there's a spot for me at the table 100 i had never met any other female horror fans except for my mom mm-hmm. but i just didn't think that was that there was like a girls club in yeah horror. that they had like a, their mark yeah. On horror. Have you ever read the book? No. Okay. I want to, but also I'm terrified. So let's talk about it. <laughs> so something really interesting. We watched American Psycho several years ago. Well, when I was like like 18, 19. So a while ago. Um, we had watched it and I thought that it was great, but it's very, very different from the book. Mm-hmm. So the book is really weird in how it's written, right? It's written by... Um, I think his name is like Brady Snellis. Yes. Yeah. And he essentially wrote the book to where most of the book is listing, right? Like a weird, like overly conscious listing of materials, of brands. Um, you know, so kind of like that. Monologue right. You know, when he goes into the monologue at the beginning right. about like, the cards and everything like that. Yes. Right. Love That's that. the whole book with sprinkled in some of the most horrific violence you will ever read in your life. Um, like worse than the movie type. Jeez. And there is a huge obviously there's a huge place for like misogyny and violence against women in American Psycho. Right. Um, because of the kind of person that he is or he portrays himself to be. So watching a woman's translation of that on the screen, oh man, beautiful. Um, <laughs> it it was there were certain aspects of it to where is it crossed my mind. I was like, was this made by a woman? Like, why is it? Why were the differences between the book and the movies so? I felt like like guided almost. Um, there were things that were just like heavier in the movie. There's obviously the scene where he chases a girl like with the chainsaw right down the stairs and everything um the perspective and the fear that you get off of his like pure calm when he's mm-hmm. waiting for her to reach the end mm-hmm. of the stairs i'm just like man that's terrifying right like how does someone capture that man in such a terrifying way you know and i feel like that's that's part of what makes that movie so right special. so you feel like her well, and we haven't even mentioned her name. Mary Heron was there the director. And, uh, I think Guinevere Turner I think was, was the, the name of the screenwriter. The screenwriter. Yeah. She wasn't the only one, but she was one of the main ones. So for you, mm-hmm. like you had read the book, you watched the movie. So for you, like you feel like there's definitely a distinction and there's like, a hand a value of sure. like her perspective in that. For sure. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, I I've heard her talk about American Psycho quite a bit, and and I guess any 
filmmaker might say this, but like, I don't know that she like consciously was like, oh, I'm a female. So right. I'm going to put, it's just right. you, you naturally. That's how people think. Right. You, you just, know what I mean? Right. So it's just naturally what came out of her. And then I think maybe other female horror fans were like, oh yeah, mm. I feel this, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Also, it's so great because he's such a, he's such a man's man. Right. Yeah. Like he's very much very aware of himself, very aware mm-hmm. of his place in society. And it's such a boys club of a world mm-hmm. um, that there's definitely certain tells. And I don't know. That's why I like it. But, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that one's right. up. That one's, I mean, maybe possibly the most important. It's the most noted for sure. Yeah, definitely. Sure. Because it's such a weird thing to have directed by a woman. Yeah. Like, and it And it was... What year did that come out? The 80s or the early 90s? No, it came out in like the 2000s for sure. No way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Quick fact check. Yeah. (laughs) Look it up. Look it up. American. You know what? Maybe late 90s. I was like probably 90s because of the vibe. Dang, 2000. Yeah. 2000 it came out. Dang. Well. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you said you also like the Babadook, which I definitely want to hear your thoughts on because the Babadook... I need to revisit it and watch it again. But it was so hyped when I saw it that oh. I was I left disappointed. I it just people had gone on and on about how amazing it was. Oh, they built it I up. I saw it and I was like, um, it was okay. So I wanna hear. I wanna hear your thoughts. I knew nothing about the Babadook when it came out. Oh, see, so I, I think that that's a big chunk yes, of it, right? I do too. There was no hype. I all I knew was it was this weird Australian horror movie mm-hmm. that everyone was like this is cool. You should go watch it. But nobody had like really built it up for me. And I was like, I've never really seen Australian horror. I watched the trailer and I was immediately like, what is this? Oh, it looks so scary. The <laughs> yeah. trailer is so scary. But I wasn't expecting it to be scare after scare after scare. Because I think that that's what people built it up to be eventually mm-hmm. in the end was mm-hmm. like, this is the most terrifying movie, blah, 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 blah. So I went into it knowing that there was, you know, there's a mom and her kid and maybe this entity, right? Watching the movie... I thought that the evolution of like, just, okay, it's like the idea of the Babadook and the mom kind of evolving as the movie went on mm-hmm. um, to being this like person that's obviously not in control of her kid and then having this weird entity like have a hold on her, which eventually is grief. And like that beautiful, the beautiful way that you can portray the effects of grief as this monstrous thing, as this thing that does turn people into these monsters, scares the kid, obviously, makes mm-hmm. him fear for his life. Right. And the mom just being so strong and so terrifying at the end. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but then her overcoming it and understanding and realizing that like... And she basically embraces it. Yeah. But she she learns how to live with it. Right. And that's that thing. It's the idea of closure, the idea mm-hmm. of coming to terms with your situation in life. And to have it turned into this bizarre horror movie is... Oh, my God. It's poetic, man. Yeah. Like, when I saw it, I was I automatically knew what it was at the end when the kid went to go feed it. It's the idea of the kid dealing with his grief and learning to be okay with it. And I was like, what a beautiful movie. Yeah. See, like, that's... And I... I mean, I live to, like, suck the deeper meaning out of horror movies. Yeah. Because I think they are the best way for us to deal I with agree. complex themes. And I, I think maybe I just, like, I just didn't get it on this one. And so somebody had told me later, like, you need to go back and watch it through the lens of, like, the monster 
after is grief. And I have mm-hmm. not done that yet. And I really mm-hmm. need to. And now I want to even more hearing you talk about it. It's absolutely beautiful. And when you watch it, because I've seen women not necessarily go through the death of a husband, mm-hmm. because that's a whole other ballgame. But I've seen women go through the loss of a husband, whether it be through a divorce or through right. betrayal. And I like it happened to my mom. You know what I mean? She felt completely betrayed by my dad when I was a kid. And I was a kid. I was like nine or ten, right? So you can identify with that, So I saw my mom. And it's by no means like her fault, obviously, which Mm -hmm. I think that they did a really good job portraying that in the movie as well. Like they become a victim to this issue and to this like, I guess like oppressive emotion, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. that they don't even realize what they're doing. Um, But they become hostile towards their kids and they become almost like they're impossible to talk to and they expect you to be there for them in ways that you're just not there for them and you as a kid obviously don't have any because you like you have a very different idea of what everything is and also the kid being weird as hell oh yeah me being weird as a kid you know what i mean like it's just there's so many aspects of that movie that i was like man a hundred percent a woman made this because of what and a woman that probably went through grief yeah because of what that mom went through. Yeah, and I really did. That was one thing I really liked about it is I was like, they let this mom not like her child. 100%. And I mean- As opposed to her sister also, which was a really fun thing to look at. And I think, I mean, you and I even had a conversation about that this morning about how when you're a woman, you're during your pregnancy, when you're a mom, like you're not ever allowed to express negative emotions. You can't be a person. Right. Yeah. And you have to be able to, I mean, everybody at some point doesn't like their kids. Like you Mm -hmm. have days when you don't like your kid. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you're not a good mom. It doesn't mean you don't love them. Yeah. But we're just not really allowed to express that. And so I was like, I am really digging that this woman is like over her kid. I can't, I can't Mm -hmm. because it's a real thing that women go through. Also, it's also shot really, really well. I love the really quickly the colors that they use in it. Um, when you go to rewatch it, I'm a big fan of colors and schemes and lighting. Um, when you go to rewatch it, look at the house in the beginning of the movie, in okay. the middle of the movie, and at the end of the movie. Okay. So the house is very gray, right? And the house is lit really, really dim. It almost feels like an impressive cave. And the sister's like, oh, I don't want, I hate being in your house. It just feels like, like awful in there because it's, it's so depressing. You're depressed, you know? And the house almost becomes like, it almost becomes this symbol for her oppression or her depression until the very end. And the house, what's interesting is they didn't change the colors in the house. The colors in the house are still grays and blues, but there's so much more light Okay. in the house at the end of the movie. And they, they filmed them outside, which is a big thing, too, because they don't really do that until the end of the movie. Okay. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's all great. It's so fun. Oh, my God. See, <laughs> I've had people be like, oh, I love the Babadook. And, like, you should check it out again. But, like, I've never had somebody give me all of this, like, rich meaning oh, and, like, it. depth. And, <laughs> I also yeah. overanalyze everything. No. I, it's so great to, like, have a conversation with somebody who's just as nerdy about horror as I am. And I it's like, that. you know, because a lot of times I feel like I go into all this and even people who are horror fans just sort of, like, gloss over, like, mm-hmm. what? I just like it. It's cool. It scared me. <laughs> yeah. And while that definitely has its own place, um, it's the same thing with books. Like, I always, I go into something and I'm like, someone wrote this. Why did they write it? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Have you ever seen American Mary? No. It's on my list of things to watch, but no, I haven't. Okay. So American Mary is probably my favorite Uh female directed horror film. Um, It was directed by the Saska sisters. Okay. Do you know them? Mm Mm-mm. So they're um, a pair of twins from Canada. (laughs) Uh 
They are the cutest little girls. <laughs> they're women. Yeah. But like, but they're just, sweet. Yeah. They're just, that's what I want to call like, because they're just so like, they're really sweet and they're really cute together and they're like awesome to their fans. Aww. And they're just like, they seem like really cool people. Love and they're that. like genuine horror nerds. Love that. They made a movie um, when they were really young called Dead Hooker in a Trunk. Love it. They filmed it with like no money. They <laughs> starred in, in it. Trunk. Yeah. yeah. I have not. I Sorry, guys. Sorry, Saskas. I have not seen Dead Hooker in a Trunk, but like I admire you know they're like gum like gumption but yeah um but they're also like they're super like stylish mm. and so like they like when they um like show pictures of like them directing on set like they're dressed really nice oh my god full makeup their hair yeah like coming like queens right at a man yes yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and so um they did a movie called american mary oh i don't know like five years ago maybe yeah um and since you haven't seen it, I won't go like too much into it. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just like it's a movie that sort of like came out of left field and just like hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. And I mean, I, I could watch the movie a hundred times. Um, it's about this girl, Mary. Mm-hmm. She's a med student. She's a, uh, she's studying to be a surgeon. Of course. So she's super smart and talented, obviously, but she's also kind of like the Saska. She's like beautiful mm-hmm. and super stylish and like a powerhouse. And um, she has money troubles, like a lot of like, you know, med school students. 100%. And so she ends up, and this isn't too spoilery, but she's going to go get a job as a stripper because mm-hmm. like she's waitressing or something and they're cutting her shifts and she just, she has to have money. So she's like, well, I'm going to go be a stripper to pay the bills, whatever. And when she gets there, um, like something really dark has gone down and they need her to like stitch this guy up. Oh no. And so she ends up like going into the world of like underground body modification. Ooh. And because she's a really talented surgeon, she's a rock star at it. Ooh. Oh my God. I have to watch yes. it. So she's kind of this perfect combo of like, I'm beautiful, but I'm smart. You know, I'll be a stripper if I need to, to like pay my bills. I'm not ashamed. Right, do what you got to do. Right. You know, but it's not, yeah, it's not like shameful at all. It's like very empowering. And then she, ends, it's just, it's just a very, just interesting character study and the whole movie has like great style mm. and like the end is exactly the kind of end that I like which I don't want to talk about it I would have seen it but um, yeah so we'll have to watch it together Damn. I love like I I love the idea of like like I said I love body horror so mm-hmm. about the idea of body modification and that stemming from that kind of an origin yeah. has got to be super cool. It Does she go into like movie. the hooks and everything of like hooking people onto I don't know what it's called. I knew what it was called at some point but I forgot. That um, does come into play to some extent. Okay. To which I will not say cuz I don't want to spoil it. Have you ever seen The Four Horsemen? No. It's like not a great movie. Um, <laughs> it's got uh what's his name? Dennis Quaid in it. <gasps> oh, wait a minute. Yes, yeah, I yeah, have yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. It's not like Oscar worthy by any means. Yeah, no, it's but not it a is movie. weird. Yeah. And I love that they put that weird body modification bit into it because yeah. it, it made for really fun <laughs> visuals. But anyway. Yeah, so I think um it's funny because the parallels between like I feel like American Psycho was like step one for me, mm-hmm. and then American Mary was like step two for me. Mm. Because um I feel like when I think about the time I saw American Mary was when I really realized like Mary Heron with American Psycho was like, oh, women can do this. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw American Mary and the Saskas, I was like, oh, women are doing this. It's like a so what's interesting or at least what sounds interesting about it is the idea of women directing women in horror. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it almost is like a one up for like from Mary, from Mary Heron, the idea mm-hmm. that like I'm directing this movie about a man who's obviously very misogynistic, but from like my own perspective, from the way that I think it should be done. Right. As opposed to I'm directing this movie about this empowered woman who makes her way into this weird world, kind of how they did like the right. sisters as a whole. Yeah. Um, so that's super, super cool. Yeah. I think yeah. there are definitely some like super interesting parallels, parallels yeah. between those two. Gotta so, be. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen The Descent? Oh my gosh. Okay, we have to, okay. Yes, okay. <laughs> yes, the descent. All right. So let me so earlier you said you loved the thing. Yeah. I love the thing as well. And when I saw the descent, I was like, this kind of reminds me of the thing. Yeah. But with an all-female cast. Yeah. And I mean the descent also, I remember um seeing trailers for it at the time and thinking, like, oh, it was just another popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. Watched it with a bunch of dudes, like, on demand at somebody's house when I was at Mardi Gras in New Orleans. Love it. And was, like, blown away at how amazing it was. It is, I would say, probably still one of the best horror movies of the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. Has it been more than 10 years? Mm -mm. I watched (laughs) it with my dad. So, my dad and I, we have um, this beautiful bond on movies. So, we really love, like, really heavy dramas, Mm -hmm. really ridiculous sci-fi and really great horror and when i was a kid um because he and my mom were like separated and everything so every weekend we'd go hang out with him and he'd rent a movie and sometimes he'd rent a movie that he knew we would only see so he rented the descent and everyone started watching it but everyone kind of like went away and we were left watching it and at the end of the movie i was blown away by the idea by the execution everything about it had me tripping which ending did you see i saw I want to say I saw the original and then later I looked up the alternative. Okay. So, so the one that you saw, was she left in the cave or does she get out of the cave? She left in the cave. She was left in the cave. She was left in the cave. Okay. So that's the one I originally saw as well. That is like, to me, that is the proper ending in my opinion. Yeah. That that's the UK ending. If you went and saw it in the theater, that's not the ending that you got. She like actually got out. Yeah. I saw that ending. She got out and then... Some oh what was it? She got out and then she was in the car driving. And there was like the jump scare with Gino. Yeah, which was silly. Like, what? Silly. But the original with the kid and ending. the and the the candle. Right. Oh. She so it's like she thought she got out, but she didn't. Mm-hmm. Okay. So obviously this movie was not directed by a female, mm-hmm. it was directed by Neil Marshall, but anyway. Um hard cut. <laughs> right. It's just but it's it's I mean, it is to me, it is one of like the best like female horrors and have you heard the theory about the cave people about yeah that they're that they're not actually cave people Mm-mm. oh okay okay so you can do a deep dive on the internet okay on this. and if you haven't seen the descent like please don't listen to this like go watch it but um so there's a theory that sarah uh-huh. has just lost her mind and that she killed all her friends oh my god and that the cave people are actually just sarah Yes. Oh it's amazing. So I God. was really proud of myself because I actually came to this conclusion on my own after uh-huh. watching it like 10 times and then went and did some research and like apparently this is a fan theory. Oh my God. And it does not fit perfectly. No, but I love that. Yes. And it makes for a really interesting viewing. And you'll notice that like... Certain um, things happen. Certain things happen. Like in the morning before they leave um, to go to the cave, she, she chooses not to take her medication that day. Mm-hmm she's the first one to see the creatures mm-hmm. and then um Ooh, man. Now, now other women in the party do acknowledge the creatures yeah but you're like if we're looking at this through sarah's lens and she's an unrelated like an unreliable narrator right 
Oh my God. Are they really yeah. seeing the creature? Because then at some point, you know, they all split up. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, Sarah comes back to some of them and she's covered in blood. And if you look at their faces, they are, they look terrified, terrified of her. Right. And when you're watching it at face value, you think, well, they're terrified because she's covered in blood and she looks like she's been through it. But if mm-hmm. you look at it through the lens of she is killing everyone. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And now so it's it, very much like the yeah. thing in that sense. The idea yeah. of like, you don't know who you're there with. Yeah. You don't know if that's really your friend or if this is like some weird version of your friend. Dang. Yeah. That's great. So it works on the surface level as creatures in a cave, but it also works on this other level of is your friend just crazy? That makes my heart so happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I just really love the original ending where she's just stuck in that cave with her daughter. Cause that's another thing they do is they keep cutting to this image of her seeing her daughter. Yep. You know, so there is there, and they acknowledge that she's a little mentally unstable. Mm-hmm. So then it's up to you Dang, to decide. To kind of play that game of yeah. like, how do I want to watch this? Right. Wow. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Dang. Deep, deep stuff. Deep I stuff. I love that. <laughs> okay, Natalie. So I have one more question for you. So you are pregnant. I am. <laughs> Congra- I am. Congratulations. Thanks very much. <laughs> um, so do you think that being pregnant and or a mother will affect the way that like you view horror or is has it already done that i want to say yes my, my initial instance is 100 percent yeah. is what i want to say but i want to say yes um i obviously reached out to ask you if i should watch um inside yes um because i'd always wanted to watch it it seemed like a really weird movie and a lot of people were like you don't want to watch that while you're pregnant and i'm like maybe i do though right yeah. um just because i feel like i could definitely handle it and i compartmentalize things in a beautiful way i feel like the idea of pregnancy is weird mm-hmm. and nobody ever talks about it in that sense. But like, even when I wasn't pregnant, whenever I thought about like my pregnant friends or sister, I was like, that's super creepy. Like that's there is kind this of like body horror. It's, it is. It is literally, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the gif of what happens to your insides when you're pregnant. Oh yeah. They like, they like move. They like they shift. Move. Move they shift and- up. And like, that's why it becomes so hard for you to breathe because all your organs are up here and you have all this room for this child to grow inside <laughs> of you and feed off this of you. Child. <laughs> and I love it. It's obviously, it's a beautiful thing. It's a part of nature. Right. And I'm super stoked to be someone's mom. Um, but it's terrifying. And the fact that no one ever talks about it as that is insane to me. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if you've ever seen like, you've probably seen it, but when you see kids kind of like poking out of their mom's stomachs, yeah. I'm like, how does no, how is no one freaked out by this? Yeah. Like, sure, it's sweet, but also no one's creeped out. No one. Okay. So a friend, a coworker of mine that was pregnant, she and I had a pretty like real relationship. So yeah. I definitely sent her in probably her like sixth or seventh month of pregnancy. I sent her the video of the chest burster. So good. So good. <laughs> she kind of hated me, but she also laughed. That's you know? so good. Man. So that's the thing, right? Is like it's we have like as humans such an innate fear of anything alien pun intended, inside of our bodies. Right. 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 Like aliens, like parasites. Yeah. Anything that feeds off of our energy mm-hmm. to feed themselves is, in theory, terrifying. You tell someone you have a tapeworm, terrifying. Ugh. You tell someone there's an alien inside of you laying eggs, terrifying. But you say, oh, I'm pregnant. Beautiful. Listen, <laughs> I again, disclaimer, I love the fact that I'm pregnant and I think it is a beautiful thing, but it's also terrifying. It it, right. it scratches that same itch of there is something I don't know in my body 
And that's the thing also, as I think my experience is very different from other women because I didn't really start to show that I was pregnant until literally two weeks ago mm-hmm. and I'm five months pregnant. So for me, it was this weird idea of like, yes, I know these things are happening and I obviously know that I'm pregnant. I'm not an idiot. But it also doesn't feel real. Right. Um, like it almost feels like, like whenever I did have like the sonogram done, she put the little schmutz on my belly <laughs> yeah and i know that that's the source from which i'm watching this feed but it also doesn't feel like i have anything inside of me so that weird feeling of i have something inside of me that i cannot feel but it is there and it is growing right it's somewhat terrifying also, like <laughs> the experience of childbirth which i have not experienced Oof. but like it's a bloody violent thing painful bloody violent thing mm-hmm. and it's just common to women to go back to inside yeah bring us full circle um so i had already planned on suggesting inside to yeah. you so if you guys don't know inside is new french extreme um and it's about a pregnant woman who is uh visited on christmas eve by basically an assailant mm. it's like a home invasion this woman comes after her and you're not sure why um so, and, but the woman wants her baby. <laughs> that's not spoilery. That's just that's like the, the plot. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. plot of the story. Um, so I, I watched Inside. Uh, it's like when it, like not long after it came out, I went through like a, a phase of like New French Extreme or like, I was like, I want to see it all. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Woo. Like the French have a really <laughs> good grasp on what horror is and they know mm. how to make it beautiful. But anyway, um, and I went through uh, about five years ago, I went through a miscarriage. Mm. And uh, I have a really complicated relationship with that in general. And maybe I'll tell that whole story sometimes. But like during the miscarriage, well, during the pregnancy in general, I wanted to go back and watch Inside. Mm -hmm. It sounds like really weird. But like when I'm going through a hard time, Mm -hmm. I like retreat into horror. I know something about it like comforts me and makes me feel better. Because you're okay. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So and I, I was like, you know, I am really upset about this just entire pregnancy and then along with the the miscarriage brings like more complicated emotions and I was like I need to watch this horrible (laughs) French pregnant movie really bloody like French (laughs) pregnant movie to make me feel better um and I I I didn't at the time but I I did revisit it like maybe six months later Mm -hmm. and I mean just found so much stuff in there just valuable stuff about being pregnant and being a woman and i mean i just just i was just digging just all kinds of even just the premise i feel like has so much to do with complexities about pregnancy and women and the idea of womanhood and what makes you a mother um there because so far as i'm aware um there's a woman who's pregnant and then there's this assailant who's trying to essentially take her baby. Yes, who is also a woman. Who's also a woman, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't um, know why. And she, <laughs> right, and she's dressed in black, isn't she? She is. Yeah, so she's this weird, almost like shadowy figure. And her, I believe her character's name is just La Femme. Ooh, the woman. Yeah. Ooh. And that's it. She doesn't have like a name. Do you ever think? And obviously, I haven't seen it, so this is just like theories on theories on theories. Um, but have you ever thought that she might be? Like a woman who cannot conceive, which is why she wants to take this baby. And it's it's almost like a like a metaphor for like women who are having issues conceiving and like almost feeling this weird way about women who can conceive. Oh, that's interesting. You know what I mean? That's interesting. That's close to, to part of my one of my theories on mm-hmm. the movie. That's close, but not exactly. So that's interesting that you haven't seen it and that you take that away from it without even seeing it. Oh, 
Okay, well, I think that's it for today. <laughs> okay, solid, solid. Like, I, I think that we might have to make this an annual an annual thing, though. Please and thank you. Because there's so many different aspects of women in horror. I mean, we covered directors, but you've got you got characters. You've got. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so there's so much. Mm-hmm. There's so much out there. I am honestly so grateful that I'm alive right now. Yeah. And like, obviously, there's so many things that obviously, like, I would hope wouldn't be the way that they are. Um, the world that we live in is definitely not perfect. But to be a woman right now in 2019, it's not that bad and we honestly get this beautiful time to where we do have a time to shine in places like horror um i'm just so happy i'm here for it i know me too (laughs) well and oh i do want to mention one more thing before Mm -hmm. we go um so february is women in horror month and obviously it's also black history month yes and um do you have shutter I want to get Shutter. AJ and I are having that conversation. You should get Shutter it, because it's, it's like started out okay and it just keeps getting better. Yeah. But they produced this documentary. It's based on a book. It's called Horror Noir. And okay. it's about, it's the black history of horror. Oh my God. Does and it talk I, about like how they started off and how they are now? Yes, pretty much. I literally just think of like Night of the Living Dead and then Jordan Peele. <laughs> oh, of course. okay. So that's, that's, those are two pivotal points in this yeah. documentary. It's got actors, directors, historians Man. and of course it's all it's all black voices but to me it was really important to kind of acknowledge the black history of horror because women in horror and blacks in horror it's like we're you know we're both minorities, we're minorities. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. i was like we i feel like we should support each other 100 percent. you know and there are a ton of female voices on that documentary love that and i learned a lot and just hearing how horror is filtered through the black lens and it's just so it's just so relevant to how horror is filtered through the female lens. Mm. So Dang. out there and you have Shudder, you got to yeah. check out Horror Noir. It's a good watch. Man. I'll <laughs> check it out. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So before we go, I have to say thank you to somebody. Well, Natalie. <laughs> but also, uh, I just released a Patreon for Curoscuro a couple of weeks ago. And I got my very first patron. It's my sister-in-law, Kaylin. Love it. So, you know, I got family. And I love that my first patron is a female. It's very <laughs> relevant. <laughs> Fair. So thank you, Kaylin. And she is going to start a YouTube channel, like doing book reviews. Like she love, 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 loves books. So uh, I will post a link to that whenever she launches the first one. So everybody out there, check it out. And uh, until next time, thanks for joining us for Women in Horror. Happy February. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. You can find the show on Instagram and Facebook at Light and Shadow Pod. Sign up to become a supporter on Patreon for early access to all episodes and more. Please rate, review, and subscribe to help other people find the show. Until next time, stay spooky.